This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. In this episode, I'll be talking to Andy Colton, who is a West Brom supporter. He is on to share his thoughts on West Brom ahead of this match against Fulham. This is our view of the opposition show, which is our preview for the upcoming match. I always look forward to doing these episodes, but I really look forward to speaking to a friend of mine who, again, this is the first time we've spoken. We've been friends on Twitter for a very long time, but I look forward to speaking to Andy. I'm going to bring him on the show. Andy, welcome to Cottage Talk. Thank you, Russ, and a pleasure to be part of it. And it's like Twitter, it's almost like old friends, yet we've not met. And I think that sort of says a lot about, you know, 2019. But we will meet one day, Russ, probably watching the Revs, the mutual Revs fans. That's right. Mutual fans of beautiful games. So, yeah, we'll (laughs) definitely meet up. I look forward to us meeting in person, Andy. All right, listen, tell the Fulham supporters where they can actually reach you on Twitter and also what you've been currently writing about. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I do a lot of serious radio, and my, my sort of moniker on there is Andy from New Hampshire, so you can find me on that. I write for a website called Over the Bar. Um, I write at least once a month, thematic stuff. I just wrote a piece on racism from what I saw, the Millwall fans giving Laurie Cunningham through to what uh, Lukaku went through, through to actually a baseball player, Russell probably know. Um, yes. A guy, first Cy Younger award winner, who uh, was a, was a, uh, a, a actual guest at my school. So I tried to bring, uh, you know, cross-curricular sports and a passion for writing, a passion for life. So you don't need to be a baggage fan to at least, you know, maybe get a bit of enjoyment out of my writing. It's not dull. It's not dull. Try and make it entertaining. Okay, excellent. And uh, I've heard Andy so many times on Sirius XM radio here in the States and uh, he's always brings it and uh, I've always wanted to speak to him. So I'm glad that I now have the opportunity to do that and talk about West Brom. So let's get going. Andy, let's just give me your overall view of West Brom so far this season. It's been a decent start for your side. This season's been fantastic, Russ. 
uh, breath of fresh air is the word I'd use. We've gone from, you know, Pulis-esque, dull, very dinosaur football through to Bilic, who's always played football the right way, whether Croatia or West Ham. Just been, it's just been great. We've, a lot of new players, a lot of bedding in, a lot of lone players who've got good reputations but a good age. Bilic uh, is aimed to bring the squad age down. We had a lot of veteran players. Yeah, we're to watch. Active, got better each week. So we'll see what happens at Craven Cottage. Okay, excellent, Andy. And uh, I'm glad that you mentioned Bilic. I was curious your thoughts on him. It sounds like you are pretty high on him. Let me ask you about a player that, it's funny, I was speaking a couple of weeks ago to a writer in Wales about this particular player, Kenneth Zahor. And he was telling me that fans of West Brom haven't been too happy with him so far. Is that accurate, or do you have different feelings about Kenneth Sohor? Well, I love things like coincidence. As I'm driving in New Hampshire wearing a West Brom shirt with a number nine on the back. I mean, I can't prove it. I'm driving a car. Trust <laughs> me, I am. The name on the back is Rondon. So you go from the name Askell through to uh, Regis, of course, who was one of yep. my favorite players. The nine shirt has such a resonance and a ring about it. And Zahor's got the shirt. When we signed him, I thought, uh, my eyebrows raised because the price. They're looking at sort of six million with add-ons. His goal-scoring record's very average. The village sees something that, that you know, his record doesn't suggest he has. Yeah, he's got big boots to fill. He's got better, I've got to say, but we've also got Charlie Austin. That's right. Our other centre forward option. So one of the two are going to play at the top, as they say. So I think for Zahor, you know, it's the shirt, the weight of the shirt, the great terminology that sort of, you know, puts pressure on him. If, if, if we get a penalty, he's likely to score. And free play is unlikely to score what we've seen so far. But West Brom this year will score goals by committee rather than by one striker. The Dwight Gale days of last season, I don't think will happen. So, yeah, I think you'd be... Uh, it's early days for sure. Let's not write the guy off. He is sure. getting better. But, uh, but yeah, he's it's it's, it's got a bit of a curveball against the American Curlant in wearing <laughs> the West Brom 9. Okay, excellent. And listen, you've talked about earlier your thoughts on Slavin Bilic. So I'm curious, what are your expectations for the rest of the season for West Brom? I'm going to be here to tell you that my expectations of Fulham are automatic promotion. And if I can remember correctly, I think I might have even predicted that West Brom would be the other team to get automatic promotion. That's how high I am on West Brom. And they back me right now to this point because they are playing very good football. Are your expectations the same? Are you thinking automatic promotion? Yeah, I'm thinking the same. I'm thinking the same because uh, I want to see uh, in Budapest, the big celebration by Zoltan Guerra. Uh, it will be the dream for him and dream for many fans for the baggies and Fulham to go up. Because we've played a perfect, we play football. We don't yeah. play, you know, sort of dual game. We play football the right way, possession, passing, ball on the ground. I wrote a piece at the start of the season, a predicted promotion. Um, I, I, hopefully automatic. I really don't, playoffs we're not great at, so hopefully automatic. Just from the strength of the squad we've built. We're a much better squad than we were last year. And uh, with players that, you know, will improve the longer that they're at West Brom. So, yeah, my uh, expectation for once that, you know, West Brom fans aren't the mo- most overconfident of fans. But, yeah, I, I see promotion. I really do. Anything but that disappointment. 
And again, the second year of the parachute payments, it's got to pay off. Okay. It, gets, it only gets harder. Well, I've been there with foam, so I definitely understand that, Andy, the urgency of that. Okay. All right. Let's now talk about strengths and weaknesses of West Brom ahead of this match. I'm glad that you talked about possession football because we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes when we compare Fulham and West Brom because there are some comparisons. But where do you see the strengths and weaknesses of your side? Okay, strengths are definitely counterattacking. There's no accident why we're we've basically unbeaten away from home. We've we've won uh, we've won all the games away from home. I'm just saying we've got all, all all away wins. We've won at Forest, and that's not an easy you know no. an easy game to win whatsoever. And that was with me with a week. The play, our team is definitely predicated on on fast breaks, winning the ball in key positions, and transitioning really quick. We've got lads like Ferreira, we've got just lightning fast in possession. And so, you know, he's a lad from Sporting Lisbon, who's just from Brazil. Looks, looks, looks a diamond of a player, fantastic player. So that's where our strength is, I believe. Fluid, fast counter-attacking play with goal scorers aplenty. Defensively, we cannot, we cannot ever defend crosses, set pieces or open play crosses. We, we tend to play zone at times or you know, man-to-man, we're quite statuesque. Yep. Our keeper, Sam Johnston, is a lot of, again, expensive, five, six million dollars, or pounds even. I'm just in a British podcast now. <laughs> but his weakness for me is he's a good shot stopper, but he seems not to command his area. And so, you know, you will, if you get set pieces, that's where we seem to be really struggling. Now, our manager's centre half, you know, Billich, so you imagine that he should be able to coach uh, a little bit of set piece defending. And so hopefully that's the area we'll improve at. But uh, we, it'll be goals, you know, that we'll concede and we'll score. So, you know, it's, your weaknesses and strengths can cancel each other out into just a good game of football. So, okay. uh, so yeah, that's where I see our strengths and weaknesses. Okay, excellent. And against Fulham, who do you see the key players? We're recording this on Friday. So who are the players that need to step up to get all three points against Fulham for you? Great question. Uh, I think it'll be one in midfield. The, the new That's why I think it'll be one. Yeah, the, the new sort of uh, lighter Jake Livermore has had a better season. He was a bit bulky, a bit one-paced. Around him last year, we had veteran players like Morrison and Brunt, both mid-30s, and Gareth Barry late-30s. And now we have, you know, younger, fresh in midfield. But uh, I think Romain Soyes is a great signing from... Uh, from uh, from Rotherham, really sorry from uh, not from Rotherham, from Brentford. From Brentford, Brentford, I remember him from Brentford. Yep. He's the sort of play. He's ex West Brom lad. He went to find his career elsewhere at Walsall, then ends up at uh, Brentford. We another West London team, of course. And when you watch a team that you play against, think, my word, if that guy could play for us, it would make a difference. And we managed to get him for again a bargain, like I think four million pounds. And that's, again, that balanced midfield, I think, hopefully, you know, most games win in midfield anyway. Yes. If we can win that little battle and then get the creative players on the ball, then I think, you know, we could hopefully get a win. I'm going to say okay. hopefully because, you know, <laughs> it won't be easy. Okay, excellent. All right, let's now get your thoughts on form ahead of this match, Andy. You might not have been able to check them out that much so far, but um, what are your impressions of form? Fulham, Fulham or Fulham, you know, you've got a manager who was a great player, Scott Parker. Uh, hopefully, I, for you, for like 
for them. We've been a better season last year. Beth and Scott seem to clear the good football. I was very deceived lost at home last week. That was, uh, am I right? You lost at home last week? We lost, uh, I want to say about two or three weeks ago to uh, Nottingham Forest, which was a disappointment because Nottingham Forest really did a nice job defensively and were able to take advantage of their couple of opportunities that they had. That's all it took for them to be foam. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's true. You know, it's what a weighty teams do. You know, they, they soak up pressure. You know, you strike, take your chances and take the win. Yep. So I was a bit surprised, particularly this division. I need to look very good, but they lost to Swansea. So, you know, it's a division where teams get beaten. West Brom been beaten yet. But we drew against Millwall and lost to Millwall in the Cup. You know, explain yep. that one. So, you know, it's a division where things are going to... You know, not, one team's not going to go last its way through the season. Right. So, it's going to be a, a season of, you know, swings, roundabouts, dips, peaks. So, uh, so yeah, it's Fulham are what I expected in terms of their priorities to play the game the right way. Yep. Play with pace and get the ball to Mitrovic, who may be the best strike in the division. Well, I want to mention this now. It's very interesting you took, uh, mentioned uh, Mitrovic, but I, I'm curious your thoughts on this. I've mentioned this to you off air that I, I think these are two very interesting stats that I think can tell you a little bit about both sides. I think both sides want to play the right way, like we talked about. They want to play football. Here are where Fulham and West Brom are in these two statistics, which I think are significant. Possession, Andy. Fulham are first in the league right now at 63.8%. West Brom are third at 54.6%. Right next to that, and I think this is another very important stat, passing accuracy, passing percentage, Fulmer, 87.2%, which is first. West Brom are second at 84.2%. So what do those two stats tell you about these two sides? I think it tells me that teams want to possess the ball and are going to attack. What tells me, Russ, is that Fulham haven't changed so much. They've, you know, the passing game is what they're all about. West Brom have had years of, you know, fortunately, you know, survival, yeah, but survival's the price where 30% possession's the norm. None of the Premier League's different. You're not going to dominate games, but we right. tended to just succeed possession under Pulis fairly, fairly happily, actually, through a very, you know, very unambitious formations at times. So this is like, you know, breath of fresh air. It's a new broom that Billich is, you know, just, you know, just obviously um, extricating through the club in terms of change. So, so yeah, the stats are refreshing and can only, you know, sort of be an, a, a, a good portent to what the game's going to be like tomorrow. I mean, we can't both have 60% tomorrow, so <laughs> something's got to give. But for West Brom, yeah, actually, I, hope, I think we'll counterattack. I think we'll, you know, with 30 or something, yeah, at least 40%, you know, that'd be enough given that counter-attacking options, because coming forward, we are so pleasing on the eye. So we'll just see where it goes. Okay, very good. And you've already talked about Mitrovic. I'm curious, who do you see as the players that you're most concerned about? Would it be Mitro, or are there other players that stand out to you? Well, the player that stands out is Arthur. You know, he makes the team tick. And ironically, again, you virtually will know this, when we played Bournemouth, he, he played great every yep. time. You know, he's... We've got a poor record at Bournemouth, particularly, and he's you know he's one of his names no one talks about, but one of his under the radar players. And for him to drop down a division, you know, you feel great signing there. Yeah. So he was my worry, you know. He was. And he's suspended for this match. Wow. So yeah, that's got to be you know it's a, it's a bonus. 
that's definitely a bonus on our side. So, you know, that is what it is. But Mitrovic, yeah, he played against for Newcastle against us um, the last year or 18 months ago. And he is, uh, he's hot and cold, but he's uh, spiky. You know, he was, uh, he was certainly in the, in the faces of our central defenders and a constant threat. You know, good movement. Yep. Uh, again, Newcastle wasn't a possession-based team. So with Fulham, I expect with you know possession being a priority, you know he'll be a bigger threat. So yeah, it's one of his players surprised he stayed in the championship, but you know if he does well, we'll see where he goes. Okay. Player. Excellent. Alrighty, Andy. Let's finish up by predicting this match the way I like to do it on Cottage Talk view of the opposition. I want to get your view on how West Brom can win it. Then I want your view on how Fulham can win it, and then a prediction. But let's start. Individually, first of all, how can West Brom win this match? What do they need to do to beat Fulham on Saturday? Okay, they have to defend um, with a little bit more now for set pieces, uh, have a system of confidence in, in, in their defense, in, in marking and attacking the ball. Uh, they've got to make sure that their passing is nice and crisp. Was well, three at the back for a long time, didn't work. Now we square a flat back four. Uh, a full back. Can push on really well. Furlong signing West London again from QPR. Great signing. Um, he's been, been a key player because Gibbs is out. Um, transition, winning the ball midfield and getting the ball to those playmakers. Getting the uh, getting the sort of the uh, the match winners in my mind on the ball and hopefully again I can't name who Burgess is going to pick because there's a, it's such a strong squad. Yep. But the player who's for me is Pereira. He looks fantastic. So I'm hoping that you know he will, you know, again raise his game as he's done week in week out. It's a two weeks where he can, with the international break, get some other plays even better. So it's going to be a game of goals. Um, I totally and agree. Both teams have strengths and weaknesses, so that's where I think it could be won and lost. Okay. Your take. Very interesting. I'm curious your view on how Fulham can win this match against your side, knowing your side. Again, winning the ball high, pressing high, uh, pressing, winning the ball in central midfield, perhaps where maybe Livermore can't recover. Uh, again, just winning those, getting the crosses in early. And Mitrovic, finding those, that, those little aisles of space. There's, in cricket, they call it courage of uncertainty. Yeah. That, that look, as a defender, yeah, you think you're covered, but he finds that angle and, uh, yeah, cross comes in. So that's where I think, you know, it could be quite interesting. Again, okay. I think there'll be at least four goals. So, yeah, it depends who gets the, you know, the most during the game. Okay, excellent. I understand where you're going on this. This is going to be a very interesting match. I've been looking forward to this for uh, two weeks, Andy, because I do yeah. like the way you guys play. So many similarities right now between the two sides. I think we're on a, both on a certain path. That's why I think Fulham and West Brom both have a very good chance for automatic promotion. I truly believe that. But let's now get to predicting this match. I'll let you go first, and then I'll share my prediction. Okay, so I was definitely fancying Fulham. We're unbeaten. We're gonna, the run's going to end at some stage. But after being out, change my mood, change my mind. So we won't win. It'll be a draw. It's going to be 1-1. One, one. One, one. Yeah, I could say 2-2. Two, two. No, it's a 2-2. Two, two. Goal two, two. Two, two. Yeah. And I can certainly understand that because I, I expect there to be goals in this match. And um, listen, for me, and I told you this off air, I think Harry Archer is a significant loss for Fulham. 
but I also have liked what I saw in the last match from Harrison Reed, who I think could be taking his place in this match in a 4-3-3 setting. I think things might be shuffled around a little bit, but I do like what I've seen from Harrison Reed. And I know what Fulham can do up front with Mitrovic, Cavallero, and Knockhart. And if they do get their chances, I'm glad that you mentioned this, if they do get crosses into Mitrovic, I think there's a good chance he's going to score. And I I do like Fulham's chances. I think it's going to be a tight match. I'm going to say Fulham are going to win 2-1. to one. That's my prediction. But I think uh, all scenarios are open, but I'm going to go for my club Fulham 2-1. to one. All right, Andy, listen. This has been a long time coming. I'm so glad I could finally get you on Cottage Talk. Thank you so much for joining me today. A pleasure. I wanted Fulham to stay up, but, you know, I wanted to do the podcast. So the only common joy you get relegated was do this. So <laughs> we we'll look forward to many more years of it. Cheers, Russell. See you to the Gillette soon. Okay. Well, listen, Andy, before we go, just tell everyone one more time how they can reach you on Twitter and where they can read you. Just one last time before we go. Okay, I write for overthebar.com. I'm a sort of a month, well, I'll contribute whatever I want, but, you know, I tend to write a monthly review uh, on the club or any theme, you know, whether it's, I'd say, just racism in sport, I just wrote a piece on. I try and make it a, a read that any sports football fan would get some sort of enjoyment out of, you know, I don't make it dull. Try and make it, you know, maybe a unique angle, let's say. On Twitter, I love following, you know, characters and, you know, different sort of tales of clubs or whatever. But my, yeah, my uh, handlers or my uh, address is Andy from New Hampshire. What, okay. All one sort of one word, <laughs> if that could be true. And I've heard you several times on Sirius XM Radio. And for some reason, and I'm just going to share this w- with our audience, I've called in to a show called The Grumpy Pundits. And last time I called, for whatever reason, Rodney Marsh hung up on me. I have no idea why. But he, he gonged me and hung up on me. Why would he do that, Andy? <laughs> I think he, he gongs for every fifth person. Uh, yeah, he, he, Rodney, an ex-Fulham boy, of course. Yes. And, uh, yeah, huge character. It reminds me of 1967 when I, when I called. And uh, Rodney's not gonged me. I don't know why. Maybe he feels <laughs> sorry for me. Because he scored an absolute gem of a goal, to be fair. Short-haired Rodney, 1967. Uh, League Cup final, I was five, just beyond my memory. And uh, Fulham beat us uh, three to two, or two on up. And uh, Led Strong was playing as well. And uh, yeah, a good friend of Rodney's. So yeah, Fulham in the baggage go back a long, long way. They do. Brothers in arms. <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned that story about Rodney. And very good there, my friend. All right. Well, listen, best of luck tomorrow. We're going to wrap up this show now, though. For my very special guest, Andy Carlton, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. 
and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.